carpet H8 of cabbages and soot and dragons afoot. At last they came out of the wood and into the bright sunlight at the other side of the hill. Sir Tingley's armour blazed like a huge sunflower, shining yellow light all around. The path now wound down a gentle slope towards a small lake. Close by the lake was a large house built of wood. The house was tall and wide and looked as if it had many rooms, although some of the corners had been knocked off. There were big holes in the fence and the whole thing looked as if it were balancing and one big gust of wind might blow it over into a heap. Beside the house there was a large garden with all kinds of vegetables growing in neat rows. In the garden, working hard at digging and planting and pulling out weeds, there was a dragon. Sir Tingley rode up to it. I say, dragon old chap, is there anyone at home? The dragon looked up and shaded its eyes. Sir Tingley was very bright. <coughs> it said. <coughs> and he giggled. Sir Tingley ducked. He knew that dragons breathe fire only when they laugh. That's why no one invites them to parties anymore. Unless, of course, they can't light the candles on their cake. <laughs> this time there was just a puff of smoke. It popped out from the dragon's nose like two smoke rings and drifted up into the warm summer sky. Sir Tingley was very relieved. He didn't want to get smoke and soot on his shiny armour. It took so long to clean. He said quite loudly, I say, dragon, be careful there, old chap. Please point your nose somewhere else. The dragon lowered its head until its eyes were level with Sir Tingley's. He could see that it was wearing tiny gold-rimmed spectacles. Handing you are very cheeky, it said. In fact, I think you are so cheeky, it's funny. <laughs> very funny indeed. And it lifted up its head and took big gulps of air and got ready to laugh. Just at that moment, an old man limped out from behind the dragon. He looked as old as anyone Sittingly had ever seen. His beard was long and wispy and white as snow. He wore a black pointed hat with stars and moon in silver around it and the top flopped over until the point touched the wide brim. His robe was striped with all the colours of the rainbow and he walked with the help of a long twisted stick. He tapped the dragon gently on the tail with the stick and said, Hello there, Rusty Can. He wagged his finger as the dragon turned to look at him. This is no way to treat visitors. The dragon looked very ashamed of itself. It lowered its head, and all the smoke and soot it had been about to pour on Tingley sizzled gently out of its nostrils and onto the garden. The dragon picked up a spade and turned over the soil. The old man looked up at Tingley on his horse. Good for cabbages, he said. At that moment, old Ned peered round from behind the horse, where he'd been hiding from the dragon. He looked at the old man closely. Master Isaac, he said. The old man peered at him. Young Ned, he said, looking more closely. Then, young Ned, he roared, shaking his stick in the air. Scoundrel, he turned to Sir Tingley. Where did you find this scallywag? 
Good sir knight. Sir Tinglis stepped down from his horse and tied the reins to a rickety piece of fence. We're on a quest. My name is Sir Tingley, and this is... I know who this is, said the wizard. He leaned heavily on his stick. This boy is the cause of all my troubles. Sir Tingley looked at old Ned, who stood there looking very sorry for himself, and almost as old as the wizard. Then it must have been a long time ago, he said. Come inside, said the wizard, and I'll tell you all about it. Oh, by the way, and he held out his hand for Sir Tingley to shake. Isaac Cunspell, the wizard. Oh, can he? said Sir Tingley. So can I. You start with a big T. But the wizard had already entered the door of the house.